These may be challenging times, but have hope and listen to the untold health stories about incredible people who have committed their lives to better their communities. Diverse health activists, direct medical providers, community organizers that are helping our communities to get healthier and stronger. Stories of local heroes during the pandemic and even before that proves over and over again that people can come together during times of need and make the world a better place. Stories you would never hear of, except at Healthcare Untold. Hey, Gerardo. Hey, Barb. How you doing? I'm doing really good. Uh, I hear we're going to talk about nutrition today. We're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to recognize that us Latinos need to continue to talk about our style, our eating habits, and our health. And we're here today to talk about nutrition. Right. You know, we did a podcast recently on exercise. So exercise and nutrition go really well together. So uh, let's start. Yeah, you know, interesting enough, I was recently at a, a festival that they host here in Los Angeles at the MacArthur Park, the Levitt Pavilion. And they had a folklore night for uh, Salvadorian Central American, um, our Latino folk. The host of the nights were a radio station, KPFK. Uh, local radio station here. And one of the things that they were emphasizing was like walking. Like they acknowledge the fact that we need to walk as Latinos. We're not walking as much as we did. And we always talk about our culture and our ancestors and our culture and our ancestors. We did a lot of walking. We didn't have TVs, obviously, you know, the limitation of, you know, access to stuff like phones and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, the fact that they were recognizing that we as Latinos need to walk, just the simple fact of walking was something that triggered. But other than just the walking, another thing that's really important is nutrition. Yeah. And, you know, Latinos have really good food access at times in terms of natural foods that we've always used in our nutrition. Speaking about nutrition, the National Lipid Association has a flyer titled Heart Healthy Eating Latino Style. Yeah. So it's an advice about lipids and our style. What is lipids? Do you know what a lipid is? Basically, a lipid is fat. Any kind of fatty structure that the body has, be it oil, be it, you know, poquito de gordura, you know, even some of the little fat in the cheese, all that stuff is lipid. And so interesting that it's called the National Lipid Association. But instead most of the of, National Fat Association. <laughs> right. It might not be as attractive, right? It might not be <laughs> as attractive. You know, the National Gordito Association. That's what it should be called. But right? uh, yeah. But think about that though, Gerardo, because in Latino cooking, mm-hmm. it just seems that there's just a few things that this uh advice tells us that mm-hmm. are just a few things that we need to kind of think about reducing or eliminating. One is manteca. Right, and that's, right. you know, uh, I think we've done a lot of work around getting manteca out of our, our, um, our diets. Right. Uh, right. You know, you talked about the whole fat cheese and there's plenty right. of low fat cheese available. So you can still get the cheesy uh, with less fat, right, less right. lipids. Uh, fried foods. I think that's probably our 
biggest challenge, right? Yeah. Tostones, uh, you know, anything that's fried is kind of the hard part of it. Yeah, empanadas, tostones, croquetas. I uh, I often talk about fritanga, las fritangas, you know, everything that's fried, fried and fast. And I think that's what happens a lot of times with us Latinos is that we are cooking not only for a good number of folk, but we want to make sure we get it to the table as soon as possible. And obviously through um, using solid fats, lards, oils, it's much easier and faster to get stuff to the table. Um, nevertheless, it is impacting us. It's increasing a lot of our health issues. Well, and- part of that is, you know, increasing body weight, increased cholesterol, you know, the whole impact of diabetes, because the other issue is sweet foods, uh, flan, churro, uh, and blood pressure. So, you know, to really impact those potential chronic diseases, you know, just changing a little bit in the uh, in your diet can make a big difference. Just a little bit of tweaking in our diet can make a great impact. And so the National Lipid Association has a few tips for us. Tips for eating heart-healthy Latino-style foods, okay? So let's start with number one. It says eat lots of vegetables. Yum, yum. You know, Latinos actually are really good about eating a lot of vegetables. I don't think that that's part of the problem. Again, I think it's part of the fact that we are not eating them raw or steamed. You know, we're so used to, again, going to the fritanga. But they do recommend that at least, and this is, this is I heard this recently actually at my at a doctor's visit for um, my son and our doctor said at least half of the plate should be full with raw or cooked vegetables, not fried, but cooked vegetables, half the plate. That's really important. We have to have more vegetables on our plates. We're talking about greens. We're talking about reds. We're talking about yellow peppers squash you know we love nopales nopales oh my god they're so delicious calabacitas and a good tomatillo sauce so anyway lots of vegetables another recommendation is eat plant-based or lean protein 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 what do we latinos love more than our carne is that protein. So they recommend at least one-fourth of our plate be full of lean protein. One-fourth of our plate has to be lean protein. Now, what, what is what is lean protein? I think that sometimes is what we need to identify correctly. Beans, beans, frijoles, have an immense amount of protein and fiber, but they have a lot of protein. Fish. Salmon has a lot of protein, chicken, and obviously beef and pork. Try to consume them more on the lean side. So which means, means you take your skin off your chicken. Is that what that means? Exactly. Take the, the skin off the chicken. Grill uh, your foods instead of frying them. Grill them instead of frying them. You know, when you're buying your, your carne, try to get the carne from the carnicero that has uh, less of the of the white stuff, la gordura, 
and more of the red stuff, which is, you know, the protein, the, the protein structure that we need. And we need to consume more of that protein. And so beef and pork are not bad. It's just how we cook it and how we eat it. And, you know, what do you think about these uh, plant-based proteins like Beyond and Impossible? I mean, I've had some Impossible uh-huh. patties. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They are actually pretty delicious. Now, I'm biased. And I'll tell you why I'm biased. Because about maybe now 40 pounds ago, I used to be vegan. And when I was vegan, you know, and I say 40 pounds ago because I was much leaner back then because I was on a vegan diet, strictly vegan. And so even my shoes were vegetable shoes. They were not, you know, animal based products. So as a vegan, I lost a lot of weight. And one thing that I consumed a lot of was um, soy based protein, soy based protein. So the impossible burgers and uh, impossible chicken. Now there's, they're coming out with all these products. They're actually pretty delicious. You know, what's also really interesting in my research back then, when I was vegan, we're talking about the mid nineties. Okay. The mid nineties, we didn't have a lot of access to vegetarian vegan based foods. It turns out that in Mexico, some monks for many, many years now, going on probably a century, have been producing soy-based meats in the area of Monterrey. Yeah. And so in Mexico, and I'm sure you've heard of it, ceviche de soya, you know? Yeah. 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 So it's been around for for a really long time. So as, as Latinos, as Mexicanos, we have had access to this for a really long time. So... That's another protein. That's another very lean protein that's now very accessible, especially those that like to go to that big, um, what do they call that box store, big box store. Uh, they definitely, they have that stuff there now. And most most stores now, most yeah, in ha- have that lean Have you heard there. about soy riso? Soy riso. Soy riso. I mean, I buy it at, at, at TJ's all the time. Yes. And it's been around. At, okay, so going back to my little story of being vegan 40 pounds ago, back With in uh-huh. vegan shoes too. When my vegan shoes. So back in uh, it was after the, around the mid 90s at the time, would go to a Mexican store and they had choy riso. Mm-hmm. So again, soy based products have been in the Mexican markets for many years. It's mm-hmm. it's you know. Not readily available back then, it's more readily available. So it's something that's been available for a while. Lean protein, chorizo, delicious. Right. Plant-based or lean protein? Oh, man. Plant-based or lean protein. Another recommendation. Choose healthy fats. Wait. So we're talking about lipids. Lipids are fat. And we're asking not to eat a lot of lipids or fat. but now. They're asking us to choose healthy fats. What what does that exactly mean? Well, you know, I'm a real nut person, right? Mm -hmm. I'm nutty. And (laughs) so I really like uh, nuts and seeds. I don't know where that came from, but I've been on that. And I, too, was a vegetarian for many years um, when I was younger as well. And so, you know, uh, almonds was like my go-to. So that's a healthy fat. And it goes back to that not using lard 
and butter mm-hmm. in cooking, which, yeah. you know. Avoid the lard, avoid the butter in cooking, you know, avoid the whole milk, uh, the full fat cheese, but definitely have your aguacate, you know, aguacate, man, we gente love our avocados. Mm-hmm. The the majority of avocados that are produced and consumed here in the United States come from Mexico. You know, it's a big, big market. Why? Because mm-hmm. avocados are delicious. Um, lean cheeses, nuts, seeds. If you're going to use oils, use the good oils, canola, corn, extra virgin, olive, and sunflower, uh, and, you know, use it correctly. But yeah, the, what's your go-to oil? You know, it actually it varies. And I'll tell you why. Because I do like to cook certain types of foods. So if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to grill a good fish, I'll use a little bit of olive oil and, and, you know, so that you can get the other ingredients on there, you know, your seasoning and whatnot, and then put them on the grill. Just a little bit of of extra virgin olive oil. If I'm going to do some arroz, uh, you know, a la española or Mexican rice, um, I'm going to use corn oil, you know. And Mm -hmm. so it varies, but the majority of the oils that I use are extra virgin olive oil. At my mom's house, they use anything from grapeseed oil, you know, to, to... Two, two extra virgin olive oil. So I was going to tell you that, you know, um, avocado oil is delicious. Mm. And, you know, putting that on a little bit in your dressing. In a dressing, Because right? we just talked about avocados and how much we love avocados. It's a little bit more expensive, that avocado yeah. oil, but it's really good for you. Yeah. I mean, just grabbing an avocado and just getting it and just eating it. It's a beautiful fruit and, and it's so healthy. And you could also put, we had a milkshake. That's a, right. A, a, yeah, we had a an avocado smoothie last time we were in Texas. Uh, you know, shout right. outs to to that wonderful food truck that was serving up some delicious smoothies, and it was avocado based, and it was delicious and filling. That's an, yeah, that's another thing, and so I think that's that's part of I think in in nutrition that is an issue. When and you wouldn't eating, think about using avocado in a smoothie, right? You don't think about using avocado in a smoothie and uh, or just eating it raw. I mean, it's, it's so delicious, a wonderful fruit. But uh, but that that is definitely something that we don't think about is the portion, which is another area of like consuming and how much. Because you can have a fourth of, you know, lean meats, half a plate of vegetables and fruits and another fourth of nice fiber. But if your plate, is the size of like King Kong, you know, it's like paquetecirve, you know, you're not necessarily uh, consuming the right amount either. So, so, so we want us to choose good fats. Good fats, good fats. And, you know, I was just talking about choose fiber rich whole grains and tubers. Tubers. ¿Qué son los tubers? Son los papas. Anything under the ground, right? Anything under the ground are tubers. <laughs> Interesting, the tubers, yeah. And so I was, you know, the the jicama is a tuber, papas, um, yams, yams, yuca, and Platanos. actually platanos. Even though they're not 
plátanos machos. Yeah, they're not underground. They're considered really rich in fiber. Whole grains, whole wheat, corn. Corn is actually a really good nutritious. And at one point, corn had a lot of protein in it. After the evolution of whatever and where we're at right now, the corn doesn't doesn't have as much protein as it used to because it's not produced. But original corn that came from the Americas, the South Americas, the Central Americas, you know, Mexico, that corn originally had a lot of protein. So corn is good for you. Again, it's just the amounts. Whole grain cereals, all that is beautiful. And one fourth of your plate needs to contain some brown rice, some maize, some yuca, yams, and some plantain. That's good. Particularly corn tortillas. Mm, I like corn tortillas. I really like. I like corn chips too, man. So you know that's that's something about you're having your little aguacate, your tomatito, you know your cilantro, cebolla, y un limoncito, and some tortilla chips, and you you know you you got a fiesta going on, you know, a, a food fiesta. A food fiesta. And that's what you want to do, right? You want to have uh, happiness as you're doing your food and you really want to make sure that uh, it's good food. And Mm -hmm. I I just think the base of the Latino um, nutritional base is so great. I mean, we just have so many beautiful uh, foods that we can use that are healthy for us. Yeah. You know, they're also recommending a variety of fruits. Latinos love papaya. At my mom's Every morning they have papaya. We know when I'm in Mexico, over there with my familia, every morning they have papaya. You know, they, there's always mangoes at the house. There's always bananas and pineapple. You know, that's the desserts that are always at the Latino household. We have that uh, at our household on a regular. Choose the right fruits. Papaya, mango, banana, and pineapple are great snacks and great desserts. Well, we have such beautiful fruit in the Latino community that we yeah. really enjoy. You can do yeah. all kinds of things with these uh, papaya, mangoes, bananas, piña, you know, for snacks and desserts, for sure. Having them around to, you know, walking into the kitchen, you could smell the fruit, you could smell la comida, los frijoles and all that. It's just, it's conjuring up all these Beautiful memories. Making you hungry, Oh, kind of. <laughs> it's about lunchtime. I'm, I need I need my, my comida now, you know. Um, <laughs> eat low-fat dairy foods. So dairy is not a bad thing. It's how you choose. It's what you choose to eat. So drink skim or 1% milk. Use reduced fat cheeses. Try some plain soy or rice milk. They have, yeah, they have almond milk now. There's oat milk now. Oh, yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. There's you just have these... to watch that sugar piece of everything um, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, uh, producers just love to throw sugar into everything as a way to get people hooked, right? So um, low sugar yogurt. Uh, and so, I mean, it's so hard to go to the store, right? Because you see all these things oh, I was and just of the same that. kind, yes. right? Yes. So yes. it's just like, you know, it's so, so much competition for these uh, food producers. But um, I think we just have to be better consumers, right? And really always think about looking at that uh, 
ingredients of what you're eating. I visit my parents over the weekend and me and my son go and uh, spend the weekend over at my parents. And my sister had asked um, if there was anything particular that, that my son likes. And I said, yeah, you know, for sure. And they know that he loves yogurt. So she was at the super, super store, super store Latino, and she could not find low fat or natural sugar yogurt for, for my son. She could not find anything that said low fat, low sugar yogurt. It was all like just regular yogurt, yogurt for kids and, you know, with all these nice caricatures and pictures and all that, but none of it was healthy. You know, it was yogurt healthy enough, but full of all these other additives. So that's, that is an issue. I think that's uh, that's part of the problem is that at certain uh, tiendas, you can't find this, uh, the good stuff, but nevertheless, don't give up. Yeah. Well, you know, um, being consumers, uh, one of my first jobs at Edo was uh, working in the migrant camps in Watsonville, and I was a nutrition educator, right? And part of the job, these are farm workers, uh-huh. anemia was yeah. high amongst mm. farm workers, which is so awful because yeah. these are the people that pick our food, right. you know, our fruits and vegetables. But what we found was it was sugar. And all the sugar products that people were really eating a lot of, right? Um, And so it's really, and that's part of, you know, the temptation of getting Americanized food. Um, And so it's just really important. And I just found it to be so interesting. It's not like people were eating well, yeah, but it was all the other white flour, white Mm -hmm. sugar that we had to try to uh, work with the families to think about that consuming of those things that were really impacting their diet. Um, You know, the base of our diet is so good. Uh, You you talked about corn and things. And when you think about corn and you uh, mix that with beans, it's a complementary protein, right? So it really increases the protein level. So being a, a real good consumer and I found working with farm workers during this period of time of my job um, was, you know, just to really think about consuming yeah. a little bit better, right? And purchasing and staying away from the, you know, the sugar uh, cereals, which, of course, the kids were really wanting because yeah. that's what they could see on TV. That's what they see on TV, you know. And so another issue is salt. So use spices to flavor are highly recommended instead of salt. So not only sugar, but salt has been an issue in the Latino community. And I think, like you said, for those who are working, sometimes it's just easier to grab and go. And some of that grab and go are foods that have a high content of salt and a high content of sugar. So it's a challenge, but it's a challenge that we need to continue to face as Latinos to continue to understand that nutrition is really important, how we eat and what we eat. Yeah. And let's talk about grilling. I mean, you know, we're mm-hmm. we're a community that really likes to grill, and that's yeah. probably a great way to uh, work with our proteins, right? Grilling the chicken, grilling the fish. 
there's also now available a lot of indoor style uh, machines that you can grill if you don't have access to something outdoors uh, that you can grill indoors and also you can you know all these planchas that they have now for grilling on on the stove so there is absolutely no reason why you can get your grilling on inside and get some good fish some good carne without having to use lard or extra oil snack and almonds pumpkin seeds and dried mango or mix it up a cup of guacamole with raw vegetables i'm hungry i know me too this is delicious stuff and it's something we we consume on a regular this stuff is something we consume on a regular what we need to continue to do is eat this good stuff be more careful of how much and what we use and how we purchase so that as Latinos, our heart is healthy. We need a healthy heart. So go over those recommendations again. The, I think there were only four or five of those. So eat lots of vegetables, eat plant-based or lean protein, choose healthy fats like nuts, choose fiber-rich whole grains and tubers, Choose a variety of fruits, papayas, mangoes, bananas. Eat low-fat dairy foods. So skim milk, 1% milk, soy milk are options, and low-fat and low-sugar yogurt. So instead of salt, use some spices. We already have some chile in our cupboard, some comino, some oregano, cilantro. Use that instead of salt. Yeah, you know, I just came from New Mexico and, you know, they love their chile, mm. you know, green chile, red chile. It was so great to uh, really uh, enjoy uh, the chile. And it's almost chile harvest time again there. So I'm looking forward to going back and, you know, getting my red chile and my green chile. So chile is a great way to spice up your food and less salt as well. Spice it up, less salt. Heart Healthy Eating Latino Styles brought to you by National Lipid Association. Look them up, National Lipid Association. Nutrition, we here at Healthcare Untold care about our heart health. Be a smart consumer and lean on the Latino style of eating. This is Healthcare Untold. Healthcare Untold. Healthcare Untold. Untold.